I'm here today to ring the warning bell that the risk of a carbon tax recession is very, very real. That's why when I say I'm prepared to fight the federal carbon tax with every tool at my disposal, I mean it. Because you can be for a carbon tax or you can be for manufacturing jobs. But you can't be for both. That is Doug Ford with a, a comment that has been a headline pretty much all week. He said those comments at a luncheon on Monday um, and his claim that uh, Trudeau's carbon tax will trigger an economic meltdown. And so it has predictably caused a lot of hysteria. A number of economists were quick to say, yeah, no, no. A lot of them saying, no, Alberta and B.C. did it. It works. So who is right? I mean, for one thing, I think it depends on what we're talking about. I mean, first of all, when did we start fighting for taxes to become a thing? I mean, <laughs> when in Canada did we start fighting? I want a tax because that's what it is. I know it's all about the planet, but it is a tax. But you have to consider, I think, the environment because B.C. has had a carbon tax and uh, revenue neutral for over a decade. A long time ago. Environment was much different. Now, Alberta brought one in two years ago. And so, look, the, the economy was tickety-boo. But we are in a much different situation. And bottom line, when you make things more expensive for people, certainly at a time when we know from reports in just the last week that as many as 46% of Canadians are now on the brink of bankruptcy, is it really such a reach to think that a new tax could be the breaking point? So I wanted to ask a guy with a much bigger brain than me... An economist uh, who is one of the best in Canada. Jack Mintz, of course, the president uh, fellow at the University of Calgary's School of Public Policy. He joins us now. Dr. Mintz, you know, a lot is being made about these um, claims by the premier that a carbon tax will trigger an economic meltdown. Um, And I'm not an economist, but I do know that Canadians are stretched thin. But a lot of economists are saying, no, 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 that's that's just jumping the gun. And we're not seeing anything, uh, you know, that's right about that. Where are you on this issue? Uh, well, first of all, uh, you have to have a pretty high carbon tax, I think, uh, to have a very significant impact on the economy. But I think uh, I would argue uh, quite strongly, actually, that uh, the way that uh, carbon taxes are being done right now in Canada at the provincial level uh, primarily uh, is that uh, it does have uh, economic uh, impacts that are negative uh, for the economy. And that's because uh, a significant share of the taxes are paid by businesses. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's no, um, unlike sales taxes, there's no border taxes or border carbon taxes. And so if businesses are faced with these higher costs in, um, you know, in today's world economy, they can't shift it forward into higher uh, export prices. And they have imports that are coming into the country that are tax free uh, in terms of the carbon tax, and so therefore they have to swallow the tax, and the only way they can swallow it is by cutting their costs, and that means potential layoffs or lower negotiated wages. Uh, it, it could mean uh, lower you know, uh, land rents uh, that are paid to landlords and things like that, but it's basically what, you might, what economists would say would be the immobile factors of production in the economy, the factors that can't move. Uh, you know, out of the economy that uh, bear the tax. And, and 
that's effectively what uh, the carbon tax on businesses will do. A number of economists, you know, are quick to to point out, and a lot of you know people, environmentalists, and that will point to Alberta and BC as examples of you know it works. But I, I would hazard to say that they did this at different times. I mean, it's been ten years since BC put it in; it was revenue uh, neutral. But the economy was much stronger then, and Alberta did it a couple of years ago. The economy was much different. Well, I think in the case of BC, for example, uh, it was a very different exercise. In fact, they were the only uh, carbon tax at that time that was brought in where they really did lower personal taxes and corporate taxes to try to maintain competitiveness of their economy. And so in the end, I think the carbon tax did not have as much of a negative impact. In fact, it did have in certain areas like cement industry and things like that. And the government actually had to had to um, had to make some adjustments uh, in order to protect the cement industry. Uh, otherwise, uh, they were getting really hurt by Chinese competition. Uh, the case of Alberta, I think, is totally different. Uh, uh, businesses in Alberta have been subject to the additional tax, the carbon tax, as well as higher co- corporate taxes, except for small business. And uh, and uh, they've also been facing higher minimum wages and other things. And the economy has been doing very poorly uh, as a result. But I wouldn't attribute it entirely to the carbon tax. But And, and the other policies that are raising energy prices in Alberta, but I would argue that it has certainly not helped very much the province. No, and so is it in your mind, I mean, has this worked anywhere? I get that everyone wants to do their part for the environment, but has it worked anywhere? Well, there are carbon taxes around the world. Uh, Sweden has the highest one. It's close to $200, uh, but they uh, exempt all businesses that are in what's called the European Emissions Trading System. So there's a big swath of the industries that uh, don't really pay it. And also all electricity, because, is, uh, because mainly it's all hydro anyway, uh, uh, don't pay it anyway. So there's no – so actually the carbon tax actually has some impact, but not, not a huge impact. But in Canada, or, you know, we're talking about $30 rates right now. And even if it goes to $50, uh, there's been very little impact that carbon taxes and cap-and-trade systems, for that matter, mm-hmm. uh, have, like Ontario's older one, has on, um, on emissions. And, in fact, uh, there's very good work that's been done by Mark Jacquard at uh, Simon Fraser, who's very much a pro-climate uh, uh, person who wants to see major changes in policy. But he would argue that actually 85% of mission reductions have been doing has been as a result of uh, various mandates to cut emissions, you know, quotas and yeah. regulations and things like that, as well as subsidies. And that uh, that actually uh, carbon taxes have had and cap-and-trade systems have had very little impact on on, um, on 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 emissions, only 15% at the most. And that's based on probably the assumptions he makes about, you know, how... Uh, people react, but you know, you know, we know that energy prices swing a lot more than uh, than what's been the carbon tax, and that's why I think, you know, the premium was, the premier was not right right to say that it's going to cause a recession, but will it cause a competitiveness problem, especially when you get to much higher carbon tax rates? I think that is an issue, and it's also assuming that. This doesn't move up. I mean, the United Nations uh, and the Paris, uh, you know, climate accord that we agreed to, this non-binding thing that we are bound to now, um, you know, their their goal would be, I think you have to pay $5,000 a ton uh, to actually bring down, um, you know, levels throughout the world. That's a lot different than 20 or 30 bucks. I mean, we're assuming that the liberals, you know, wouldn't put this up again and again and again once elected for a second term. Uh, well, actually, uh, I'm sure the Liberals would. <laughs> well, yes, I'm, but, I'm being uh, generous, yeah. Dr. No, by the way, it wouldn't be 5000 It would be maybe 
three or four hundred dollars a ton, but that is huge. I mean, but the United Nations says it has to be five thousand. I mean, that's that's what they're telling. It's like, well, who can afford that? that? Yeah, nobody is going to go for that. And in fact, uh, now first of all, I I do like pricing uh, because I believe that it's better just to put a single price on carbon and then let the market uh, let people figure out how to reduce their carbon emissions. And I think that's a much better policy than regulations and other things. But what I'm seeing in Canada is not that at all. What I see is a whole structure of regulations and subsidies, Mm -hmm. and then a carbon tax that's overlaid on top of that. And then you kind of wonder, well, why are we doing it? I mean, if if we're not getting rid of the costly, the economic costly uh, regulations, which is what my colleagues would often argue, uh, then what's the point? Then why are we doing this uh, carbon tax? It just becomes a, more of a revenue grab yeah. with very little impact on emissions when actually a lot of the action is being done by, you know, building energy efficiency requirements and, uh, you know, uh, you know, let's say regulations for renewable energy as part of electricity and phasing out coal and things like that. Those things have had much more impact so far uh, on on uh, on carbon emissions in Canada and uh, and around the world, actually, for that matter, uh, than uh, any carbon tax or cap-and-trade system so far. Has this debate in your in your mind become too emotional instead of uh, factual? I mean, the politicians will play it any which way because they want, they want their base to vote. They want to make this a wedge issue. But, I mean, is there any fact that you're hearing out there that makes any sense? Well, I, you know, I think it's very unfortunate that there's a, a lot of what I would call propaganda being, being yeah. stated. You know, for example, today I saw a tweet by the Prime Minister's uh, uh, you know, uh, principal secretary saying that Gerald Butts, yeah, yeah, and Gerald Butts saying that you know, oh, we're going to give all these rebates that are more than the cost of taxes and, of the carbon tax, and that's pure rubbish. Mm-hmm. It just can't happen. You know, the, the government puts on a carbon tax; it's going to raise all sorts of prices, like heating prices and gasoline prices and things like that. It's going to cost uh, households money. Um, it's also going to be paid by businesses that are going to have to that can't will either raise their prices to consumers. Or to a, a, which I think will happen to a large extent, we'll have to either fire people or or cut wages or or uh, try to you know cut their uh, you know uh, rents that they're paying to landlords and things like that. Anyone that can absorb the tax, and then uh, and then what they're um, and, and so that's gonna that's gonna also show up in terms of, of what is a loss. In the meantime, we have all this money that's being circulated because the government's putting on the tax, and then it's turning it around in rebates. And the rebates are going to not be as much as the tax because it's going to be administrative cost for sure, sure to run the system. And so in the end, you have to ask the question, uh, what's going to happen? But I'm going to tell you one thing. There will be a net loss to the economy. It's not, you know, and especially the rebates right. do very little to generate more activity for the economy. All it does is just, you know, put more income in the hands of households. Yes, it will, you know, increase their consumption, but it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't encourage them to work more. In fact, rebates are going to encourage people to work less. And so, and so what we're doing actually is, I think, terrible policy. It's not like the B.C. carbon tax of 2007, which was much better designed at that time. You know, and, and just before I let you go, um, you know, we've, we're hearing all these reports of late that, you know, Canadians, 46% of Canadians are living about $200 away from total collapse. And so when I look at a tax like this, I think, okay, this is the kind of thing that could really hurt the middle class that a guy like Trudeau, you know, says he champions. Well, uh, yes and no. I mean, they will get the rebate back, so that will be somewhat of an offset. But, but part, of the, part of that rebate is being paid by businesses that are not getting the rebate. Right. And so what happens is businesses have to absorb it in some way. 
And so in the end, households are going to be affected, and they're going to be affected by higher prices charged by businesses or by businesses saying, well, you know what, I've got to cut back my people working here because, you know, i got this new, I got these new heating costs that I have to pay for and these new electricity costs. And so uh, these are the things that are going to have to be uh, considered by businesses. But in the end, can, you know, businesses don't pay taxes. Canadians will pay taxes. People who are working and, and trying to make a living, and so as a result, there will be a, a negative impact in general. Yes, apparently. I've never, I never thought I'd see a day in this country, Dr. Mintz, that people fought to pay another tax, but apparently they are so willing to pay this one. We'll wait and see what happens. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. I appreciate that. Okay, my pleasure. That is Dr. Jack Mintz with his uh, view of how this thing will fall out. Uh, so some good insight there. This is Global News Radio.